0: welcome back to iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon. You can contact us on social media at iProperty Radio or email hello at iPropertyRadio.com. This week on Breaking Ground, I'm chatting to show regular uh, Ralph Montague of ArcDocs to talk about the upcoming BIM Coordinator Summit, which is taking place in the RDS and online this September. Um, Ralph, you're very welcome back. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Carol. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Ralph,
0: the BIM Coordinator Summit, this Took the industry by storm last year when everybody was in lockdown and there wasn't a lot happening. So talk to us about uh, talk to us about the BIM coordinator summit uh, and the concept first of all.
1: Yeah, well, actually, it started when we when COVID started. We we offered um, at that time a free sort of program just to help people in that difficult period to who wanted to find out about BIM. And we had a fantastic response. Over 5,000 people from around the world joined that, that program. And so last year, we decided to, to host a summit to bring all these people back together, um, and, but we opened it up to the public and we had almost 15,000 people from around the world register for this virtual event last year, which is, you know an incredible response. And uh, so what we're planning to do this year is to do a hybrid event. So, as you as you mentioned, a live event in Dublin, but also to broadcast all of that internationally to uh, to sort of serve the whole community. And th- and that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to we're trying to build a community of people um, who are interested in in this sort of digital transition of the AEC sector. And, and that's our mission. I, I think is we want to affect change in the sector because I mean. Everybody knows the sector is vital to society. It provides the the buildings and infrastructure that support almost everything we do. But at the moment, you know, it's it's very slow and expensive and dangerous and corrupt and wasteful and unsustainable. And uh, even in a first world country like Ireland, I mean, the sector is failing to deliver... The housing, the education, the healthcare, transport, uh, energy needs of of our society. So, and it's think, even worse. Do you, w-
0: do you think that's an industry failure?
1: Well, it, it is the industry that has to deliver that infrastructure, and um, you know whether I mean, with, I mean, there's lots of debate about what's causing that failure, but definitely the digital transition of this industry could help improve a lot of that by making it more productive and more transparent and able to deliver on these needs you know and because nothing comes about within the the industry without information and you know and the quality of information that's produced to to sort of execute the work impacts on the performance and outcome so our mission is to raise the awareness of the value of information and drive adoption of of these digital processes at scale. And that's really the way we're gonna go about that is to recognize and appreciate and celebrate the people in the industry who are delivering uh, excellence at the moment in information management. So we, we call them the kind of boom heroes of the architecture engineering and construction sector.
0: And are they so, all from the private sector? Because I know you're putting the blame kind of squarely on the industry, but surely the public sector has a huge role to play in this as one of the largest procurers and and project managers um, within construction. So, do you think? Because we've- well, I'm
1: not I'm not blaming anyone. I suppose that's that's important. And I don't see a sort of us and them situation. Like the public sector is part of the industry. The, the public procurers are part of this industry. The private procurers are part of the industry. Yeah, you know, It's not sort of the delivery side versus the procurement side. Like everybody's part of the mm-hmm. the sector, in my view. And you know, together, we have to solve this problem of delivering the infrastructure that the world needs. Not Not only in Ireland, but like around the world, like even in third world and developing countries. There's an enormous challenge and and we need to deliver that infrastructure in a way that is sustainable that doesn't have a tremendous impact on our environment because everybody knows that the 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 construction sector is one of the worst polluters you know in terms of um, waste of raw raw materials the uh sort of production of co2 and uh energy use etc so um there's lots of problems but we're not going to we're not going to solve these problems by saying it's you against us, or I'm blame you, or whatever. Like we have to. No,
0: that's very. That's,
1: we, we have that's to come together point. as a sector. We're all part of the sector. We all need the infrastructure, and we all benefit from the infrastructure. And uh, so, and we not we have to do that by transitioning from outdated uh, practices to modern practices. That's, um,
0: you're, no, you're absolutely right, Rob, and over the last 12 months, we've seen a huge commitment from government in terms of um, a build digital, the Build Digital Initiative and uh, the, the upcoming uh, Centre of Excellence for construction. So we are seeing, a, a, on the face of it, a public commitment to this. Um, I, 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 I know I ask you and I ask uh, most of our guests when we talk about um, digital construction, where Ireland is in terms of adoption. Um, To my mind, looking almost from the outside, it feels like a lot has happened in the last 12 to 18 months. Is that just what I'm seeing? Is that an accurate representation of what's happening in the marketplace?
1: Well, I I think definitely COVID has uh, boosted the digital transition. People had to suddenly learn how to work and collaborate and you know cooperate you know across digital technologies rather than uh, sort of in person so that's definitely helped the the situation um i, th- I think there's there's a there's definitely an awareness a, a greater awareness amongst the industry there's still the challenge of the fragmented industry and people sort of reverting to what they know rather than trying something new, you know what I mean? So they so the outdated old school practices of paper documentation and yeah, those are fully embedded in society that it's very difficult to change it. Even our planning system, I mean, we've been talking about e-planning for many years, but you still have to submit ten printed copies of your drawings (laughs) to the planning authority. And then the planning authority then sort of attempts to scan those to to sort of digitize it. It's it's very outdated. And uh, so there's a lot of work to do.
0: You know, it's interesting when whenever we look at BIM, I I get very excited about um, the progress that's been made. I get excited about uh, the evolution. And then we bring it back to how it fits into the ecosystem that it has to fit into, as in going through our planning process and actually um, being used then by not just the project owners, but by, you know, the main contractor, by the subcontractors across the supply chain. And this is where we tend to see maybe some of the fractures within it. Um, so I, like, I was genuinely surprised to see the sheer scale of the community that's now pulling together because we know there's there's so many different drivers um for for uh, tech adoption so whether it's regulatory or whether it's efficiency whether it's driven by um different metrics whether the ESG metrics around um not just productivity but environment
1: hmm.
0: a huge part like the, the biggest nut to crack is almost the culture change and here you've kind of reversed that, you've flipped it on its head. So you have this huge and growing community that's really pushing hard, almost beyond kind of maybe what the ecosystem is designed to do. So were you surprised to see the the sheer number here? Because I know you mentioned there last year, you had something like um, 15,000 people globally signed up. And I know that community has since grown to in excess of 17,000. That's a huge number of professionals all focused towards digital and information and uh, kind of information management. Economy, yeah, I, well, management. I
1: think we we changed the message. Like, I mean, we've been in this business for 13 years trying to work with clients and design teams, you know, trying to change people. And I think we changed the message and we said, let's work with the people who want to change rather than trying to convince the people who don't want to change. And, you know, so let's connect with people around the world who are genuinely interested in in this way of working and uh, and are and are doing amazing work so even within the difficult environments procurement environments that everybody else has to work in people have excelled and used these processes and technologies and standards and you know have driven um amazing projects so yeah it can be done and they've and people have showed that so we we changed the focus to focus on those people and to recognize and appreciate those people and celebrate those people like to put them out there as shining examples of you know what a possible future for this industry could be like uh, and is actually a reality in certain sectors and and um, so that's really what we're trying to do
0: um, I think there's a life lesson in that to, to work with the people who actually want to change rather than putting all your energy into trying to change the minds of the resistors. There's definitely kind of a life lesson, if not an industry lesson there. Well, that's a
1: reality, isn't it? Um, it is. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen that book, that book from Jeffrey Moore of the adoption of technologies, but there's a, a normal distribution curve. And, you know, at least 50% of people are going to be in the late majority and laggard characters uh, category uh, yeah and then within the, the other 50 you have innovators and you know early adopters and, and then uh, um, the major early adopters etc so you know just to shift the focus from trying to convert the laggards who probably are just holding out to retire you know don't really want to change to the people who want to change. And yeah, no, uh,
0: I think I think that's a really powerful message. Um, hmm. tell me, who are you more most excited about, or what are you most excited? What topics, or which speakers are you most excited about for September's summit?
1: <laughs> well, so first, I suppose the the topics. I mean, what I really love about this community is the focus has shifted from to design and construction to the whole life cycle. So. We've divided the the whole conference into eight themes to cover everything from early stage planning and the, the client's needs to um, design and construction, obviously, but then operations and you know things like the golden thread of information, the digital twin, uh, using you know immersive technologies and and uh, upcoming technologies and. Uh, down to really important subjects like data governance and making sure that information, the quality of information is carried through from through all those stages. Looking at technical issues like uh, interoperability and then a, a big subject, which I'm really passionate about is driving the competency. Digital competency is something that is really lacking in our sector. We have to educate. Not only young people. Of course, we have to educate young people, and we have to give them the, the means to operate in a, a digital future. But the existing industry that's out there have to reskill, up and become digitally competent. And um, so all yeah you know, all those subjects are, are, um, are really important. And and then we have speakers like incredible speakers from around the world. We've got over a hundred speakers lined up for that. Covering those topics, um, so within each of those categories, we have keynote speakers and specialists, um, and then we have we also have some sort of specialist lounge areas. Obviously, one of them is the one we're talking to you about. But you know, it, we want to bring, we want to showcase and demonstrate the the very best in AC technology and practice. We want to bring together professional practice, so all the we've got most of the professional bodies coming together in a space where they will talk about what each of the bodies are doing in relation to the digital adoption, um, and then your own space that we're talking about, the place XR, like what is the, the future technology using the immersive technologies of AR, VR, and, and even the metaverse? Uh, you know what does that mean to our to our sector in the future so an incredible <laughs> lineup yeah. I'm really excited about it and
0: um, there's a huge range there because like we might just go back obviously i I'm excited and people are probably sick of me talking about um say the immersive technology side but I just see so much potential there and the rise of digital twins has linked so nicely and enabled so much of our um uh, the The aspirations we have for using immersive technology so i you know i I think talking about the metaverse there's almost it almost feels like an overlap so um you know it, it reminds me of when the term tech was coined because what we realized is that there was people doing it maybe six seven eight years um and and that the metaverse is a little bit like that we've seen technology move in this direction, so now this movement has a name but it almost doesn't add anything further to what was what was already um, what was already being unleashed, and um, yeah. if, if anything, I would I wouldn't like to see it limited because what we're seeing is that um, by having digital twins, that is just the start of unleashing the potential, not just for individual buildings but across smart cities. So I'm so excited about what's happening. But on the at the
1: core of side. all that, Carol is information so yeah like these concepts of digital twins and metaverse and they are they're just concepts until you have good quality information if if you still have all your information on on printed documents sitting in a box in your basement of your building yeah, yeah it's not working for you and well- uh, you know, and
0: that's, that brings us back to I, I, what I know is a key focus to you, and that is digital competency across the industry. Now, I know this, this summit is an international one. It, it's a global one, um, and this huge number is involved. But let's just take a step back and look at the Irish marketplace. Where are we in terms of, I know we've talked about digital adoption, but in terms of digital competency across the industry, where are we? How do we rank against other other countries?
1: Well... I think we we rank very well. I mean, if we just look at the numbers last year of the 15,000 people registered, Ireland was in the top three of the countries. So we we had people from over 100 countries registered. But in terms of numbers, Ireland was in the top three. Now, of course, some of that's got to do with the fact that we're based in Ireland and we're promoting that. But still, I think it shows that Ireland is is really up there with with the best. Um, and even this, you know, look at if looking at the community and, and even the registrations for this year, we're, we're already at about just under 5,000 people that, you know, have already expressed an interest in this year's event. And we're still up there in the, in, in the top. I think Ireland this year is actually still at the moment is number one of, of all the people interested. So there's a high interest. Um, I think there's a, a really good competency in Ireland, Ireland in certain sectors is doing incredibly well and and sort of servicing you know the European and other markets with, with its competency. But it's almost like we have a two two-tier system because there'll, there'll be other people in the industry that don't even know what BIM is. You, you say BIM and they think you you're talking about Board Ishkumara, you know the Irish Fisheries Board. <laughs> and so yeah you know, we have this bizarre situation where you have some really shining lights in the industry doing incredible work. Um, and then you know a, a vast majority of the industry that's just not engaging
0: okay well so look for whatever look, reason yeah. to be fair i don't think there's another company in ireland who is doing as much to drive engagement across the industry as yourself and the team at arcdocs are doing and mm-hmm. um, but so the range of topics is huge, but when you say hundred plus speakers, that can almost seem overwhelming. So tell us who are the the kind of um, BIM rock stars or digital construction <laughs> rock stars that we need to be looking out for?
1: Well, it's, well, let me first say it's not overwhelming because of the topics. Like people will have specific topics. If you're a designer, you'll you know, you'll you'll gravitate to the the design stage, or whatever. So. Within each topic, there's, there's a, a small number of, of speakers. It's just when you put it together, it's a large number. But we have some incredible people coming over. Um, obviously, uh, our good friend, Paul Doherty, who's been a great supporter from the beginning of, of this community, is the president of the Digi Group. Um, he's a, a world leader and a thought leader in, in BIM and, you know, developing smart cities and everything. So it'd be great to to have Paul over in Dublin uh, speaking at the event. We've got um, Jonathan Ingram, who you could probably consider him one of the fathers of BIM. Jonathan wrote the original software that would, would eventually become, you know, Revit and uh Sort of power the a lot of the soft the the software that people use. Um, we have Kimon and Numa coming from the United States as well. Kimon has been working in this space for thirty years, developing standards and products, and you know, web, using the web. So, um, you know, I mean, Kimon was talking about enabling web use of BIM rather than desktop use of BIM. You know, years ago before people this even became a thing. Um, Jamie Johnson is uh, sort of help working with the UK government in modern methods of construction and platform design and you know, working with the digital construction hub in, or innovation hub, sorry, in the UK. Um, uh, we've got Rebecca DiCiccio, who is a world driver in the woman in BIM movement, you know, trying to drive equality and diversity. Um, so we've got so many I just can't i can't mention them all, but <laughs> um you know we'll be here all night but, yeah. all morning, sorry, but amazing I, people I just, who like are willing to come over to dublin and share their knowledge and expertise
0: yeah with
1: the community to to grow yeah you know, to grow the the knowledge the general knowledge within the sector so it's 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 amazing that these people are contributing what they're contributing and
0: yeah, but there's um, a there's a few there's a few Irish um Irish people that are that are considered thought leaders in this area as well. I know that I three PT and Invacara will have will have some of their absolutely there.
1: Yeah, Claire Penny will be there for, and Anand Macari from Invacara doing excellent work around the digital twin. And in fact, they'll be heading they'll be sort of leading the operation stage. And I'm really excited about that because it. This, the the use of BIM in operations is still yeah you know, the, the adoption in that side of the sector is still very low and uh, and then you know Vicky we have Vicky Reynolds who, with I three PT uh, an incredible company that's driving you know so the the um, regulations the compliance with regu- building regulations and um, and also developing their own technologies around that area so. Yeah, as, as I said, there's so many um, incredible people coming over and giving of their time to, to, um, to just drive this community forward. It's, it's
0: Very good. And um, Ralph, just before we finish up, you touched on it at the start of the interview, but I think it's one of the really interesting um, aspects of the BIM Summit last year because it just went all over my social media feed and it was so impactful. The BIM Heroes, what, what is that and how does it work?
1: Well, the um, well the hero story was was really important when we thought about how do we recognize and celebrate people that are doing good work because the I mean the hero story is almost the underlying story of all stories if you like it's it's um, the hero has to confront reality and uh, and chat you know, or the chaos and rescue uh, the treasure yeah you know, so the the uh, from the, the the dragon the whether that's gold or the fair maiden or whatever, the the hero is not the person who's choosing the easy route in life or the pleasurable route in life. The hero is the the person who's challenging um, and doing what's right rather than doing what's easy. So so when we thought about who are we going to recognize and appreciate um, and celebrate in this community, it's those type of people. The people are doing the right thing. The people who are pursuing good information, quality information, you know, not the people are taking the easy route out of just following you know, the traditional way of doing things. And um, so we created this award and, we, and the purpose was to allow anyone in the community to celebrate somebody they recognized as, um, as a leader in this area. And so people can go and nominate somebody for this award And the person would get a physical award, a a medal. um, And also that's announced on social media. So the person getting the award gets some recognition, which is often great because you find that the people who are doing this great work are often sitting in in the back office somewhere and not being appreciated or recognized. So suddenly they're getting recognition, which is brilliant for them. And then, uh, but also the, the, the person or the company that's giving the award gets recognized. So everybody... Get something out of it so it was fantastic and we've had we've had almost we've had over 500 people recognized through this this award system by industry
0: yeah i I think it's amazing to see uh the hero's journey and I, i think joseph campbell would be so proud to see the analogy move from kind of greek mythology right through uh digital construction and for building information modeling so i think that is. Such a such a fantastic way to frame it because actually sometimes when we're telling the technology story we can forget that actually there is still a story there that needs to be told. So for me, um, the heroes bringing the hero's journey into this, I think, is so apt. Um, you know, so it, it's a really important one. Ralph, thank you so much, and well done to the, yourself and the team at Arc Docs. Uh, I am I'm, I'm very much looking forward to September's event. Um, I think it's really exciting and it really changes the narrative of the struggle for tech adoption into something really celebratory um, where the potential is just being unleashed and shared and just to be able to glimpse at that global potential is really exciting so thank you so much it's and a pleasure that-
1: carol and yeah really looking forward to it and and, specific and looking forward to your your part in, in the show as well which is the immersive technology and the playsex XR. it's going to be incredible
0: don't worry, Ralph. I, I, I understand the brief. We'll bring it. So I'm very much looking forward to it. And that's it from us on Breaking Ground um, on iProperty Radio this week. My thanks to Ralph Montague of ArcDocs. Uh, you can find all information about the BIM Coordinator Summit 2022 online. And you can get in touch with our show here on social media at iProperty Radio or by email at hello at iPropertyRadio.com. My thanks to the Hear Me Roar media production team and to Luke Delaney on sound for Dublin South FM until next time. Thank you for listening.